Tevin Jenkins is expected to miss the start of the regular season with yet another injury. And it's reached the point now where it's fair to be concerned about his long-term durability for the Chicago Bears. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. On the show today, we look at the impact, the fallout of the present and the future with Tevin Jenkins' latest injury for the Chicago Bears. We'll evaluate his durability and the concerns that have lingered from his rookie season. We saw it again last season and now already starting again to begin this season. We'll look at what the Bears' options are to replace him, what they've got at left guard, what they're doing so far, and what they may ultimately end up sticking with at that spot. And we'll wrap up looking at some of the outside options as well. Free agents still available that could still sign and have enough time to get them ready to go for the regular season if you don't want to rely on the guys you already have on the roster. But the news out of Tevin Jenkins came first, I guess, broke late Sunday night. Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune was the first one with the story that Jenkins is expected to miss some time with injury. Now, over the course of the next 24 hours, that story developed a little bit. We got some combination of like perhaps a a six-week type injury of some sorts and the math suggested that perhaps he could miss the first two or three or four games of the regular season depending on if it is indeed a six-week injury and exactly when you count the beginning of that six weeks from perhaps when he suffered it because no one's quite sure exactly when he suffered it for a while we weren't sure exactly what it was and even ESPN's Adam Schefter came on ESPN one of their NFL shows I think NFL Live and said He was told that Tevin Jenkins has calf strains in both legs, which is not something you hear very often. And I think there's some level of still like questioning what exactly this is and when exactly it happened, because I believe last week, Thursday, Tevin Jenkins participated in the last joint practice with the Indianapolis Colts. I believe he spoke to the media immediately after that practice and, you know, commented on him his own durability and feeling like he was in a good place and uh, moving things forward. So then presumably if he did not have that injury at that time, it would have 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 had to have happened would have had to have happened. It's a lot of has between Thursday afternoon and Sunday night. And he didn't play in the preseason game. And I don't believe the bears practiced on Friday, the day before the preseason preseason game, unless they did like a walkthrough type situations, but I don't know exactly how you suffered double calf strains in that time on the field. So there's a lot of unknown still surrounding this situation. We, the Bears, as of yet, have not confirmed 
any details about the injury. Uh, as this podcast comes out Tuesday morning, we are expected to hear from Matt Eberflus, although he never tends to give a lot of details on injuries at this stage of the process in the preseason. So we'll see what exactly he says, what exactly comes of that. And if there's anything rev- revelatory, you can be sure we'll break it down for you on tomorrow's Locked on Bears podcast. But for now, suspected calf injuries, plural, suspected six-week-ish timeline, suspected going to miss at least a couple of regular season games. And it really builds up this larger concern about Jenkins's injuries that last season, you know, we saw him stay healthy for a little bit of a stretch and he looked great over that time. And it felt like maybe he was turning a corner from his rookie season where you know, he had the back issue and didn't really play much at all as a rookie. It felt like, you know, he talked about this offseason a couple different times about doing things like Pilates and other things to strengthen some of the supporting muscles, not the big muscles, but the little muscles that kind of hold the big muscles and tendons. And I'm not a biology or anatomy person at all, but holds all those muscles into place with the idea that it would improve his durability. And yet here we go again with another injury situation. I actually went back through last season to kind of get a sense of what his situation was like last season. Cause like we know he missed, I think four games in total with injuries, like completely missed four games, played 13 games, was credited with 11 starts. We know also he was rotating with Lucas Patrick for the first four weeks of the season, so those weren't, you know, fully every snap starting, playing every snap kind of kind of opportunities for him. But really, really boil it down. Last year, he played every snap in five games. It was weeks five, seven, nine, 12 and 13 only did it in back-to-back games once weeks 12 and 13 there were a couple of games weeks six and week eight where he only missed a handful of snaps I think he missed six snaps in one and seven in the other or something along those lines where I think it was like late in the game so it wasn't like big catastrophic injuries but still six and seven snaps or whatever over that span where a backup player had to be in the game on the field for the Chicago Bears offense so there were only five games last season where he was fully out there from start to finish every single snap. He had a hip injury, dealt with stingers later in the season, plus the back injury the year before, and now these are calf strains, right? It's become enough of a trend where you just wonder long-term, is this a player that you want to give a potential contract extension to? You know, This is the second-to-last year of his rookie deal. Next year, 2024, will be the last year of his rookie deal. And this is a player who, when he's been healthy and on the field— looks like a guy that you would want to have as a long-term piece in your offensive line. You know, young, physical, aggressive, consistent, you know, a butt kicker who sets the tone on that offensive line. There's every reason to like Tevin Jenkins. And certainly, I don't think anybody's holding the injury situations against him personally. He still seems like a a genuinely good human being. But in terms of on-the-field availability, you need your offensive linemen to be able to be out there. Sure, every lineman's going to suffer some injuries sometime. Not everyone can be a Joe Thomas Ironman every single year, but Jenkins's trend here has not been encouraging and not a guy that you feel like right now you want to trust with a long-term contract extension. There's certainly a lot of guaranteed money and rely on to be an every week starter. You know, maybe he can still prove it through the rest of this season if he comes back from this issue and then plays the rest of the year fully healthy and plays through his entire last season fully healthy, but you know, this was a guy, I think if you had a big year this year, you could have talked about him as a contract, an early contract extension candidate after this season before next season, like a Cole Komet and a Darnell Mooney were this season. But at this point, like he's got a lot to prove in just his ability to stay on the field this year before we start thinking about anything long-term with him in Chicago. In the meantime, 
The Bears have to find a backup plan. They've got a few different guys who they like at guard, some younger players who are developing, and also some guys with some positional versatility. So we'll take a look at what some of the in-house options are before we turn our attention to some of the outside free agents that could be intriguing for Ryan Poles. Next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our new friends at Game Time. Game Time is a great way to get tickets for all of your favorite events and really make it a lot more easy and a lot less stressful. They've got all the tickets for any kind of sports, music, comedy, and theater event near you with really great deals on last-minute tickets. So you don't have to plan ahead super, super far and coordinate everything. Game Time has deals for you, and they make it super easy to do. What I love about it especially is it's a great way for me to also just discover what kind of shows and events are going on around me. You know, like I, I, I try and keep tabs on certainly well the sports teams I know when games are, but like music, musicians, especially like when a band is coming to town, you're like, Oh, I'd love to see them. It, it pops up on my game time app and I know they're in the area and I can get tickets at a great price in an app. That's super, super easy to use. If you want to check it out now is the time to do it because if you download the game time app, you can create an account and use our promo code locked on NFL to get $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem our promo code locked on NFL for $20 off your next ticket purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. When the Tevin Jenkins injury news dropped, I think right away all of our brains went to a couple different places. Okay, like once we get past the like the injury history concern stuff that we just talked about, it's like, all right, now what? What do we do? Right away you think, okay, preseason game, the Bears' backup left guard that we've seen through most of this process has been Alex Leatherwood, who they got off waivers from the Las Vegas Raiders last year, tried him at tackle, tried him at right guard. I think now left guard seems to be where they're liking him the best. You know, earlier in the in the preseason or during training camp, when when Jenkins was away from practice for a couple of Days. We don't really know exactly what or how long Leatherwood was the one who was getting first team reps in his place. And that's who got who's been getting all the first team left guard reps. The other name that then jumps right away is, OK, it's Leatherwood or Jatiri Carter, who's been playing really, really well at right guard throughout the preseason, but has not been asked to do any left guard, at least any significant amounts of left guard throughout this process. And so it would be a little bit of an adjustment for him to move over from the right side to the left side and get used to that as quickly as possible. But he's been perhaps the most encouraging out of that group. We just talked on yesterday's podcast about how disappointing I think Alex Leatherwood has been. He hasn't looked particularly like regular season playable. I'm not seeing a ton of progress from last year to this year. You know, he still moves his feet really well, but then will overrun guys and certainly is not very on balance. His upper body and lower body don't always seem to be on the same page. And as a result, like guys get away from him pretty easily because his base just isn't really staying with his upper body. He's lunging and reaching and just not, not steady and solid and consistent so far as a left guard. I do not think Alex Leatherwood is the good internal plan for replacing Tevin Jenkins, even in the short term, even for a few games. Like I would much rather move Jatiri Carter from right guard to left guard have him get used to that spot. I know it's kind of an abrupt change, but I, I, I like between the two, I like a lot more what I've seen from Carter, even if you still feel like Leatherwood have, might have a higher ceiling or more potential. When we're talking about a two, three or four game fill in right here, give me the guy who's better right now, which has been Jatiri Carter. The Bears 
have opted so far for something different. The team actually practiced on Monday without Tevin Jenkins, as you might expect. And instead of starting Alex Leatherwood, and instead of starting Jatari Carter and moving him over to left guard, what the Bears did instead was move Cody Whitehair from center over to left guard and then started Lucas Patrick at center. Because that would have been the other option there, too, is you could start Lucas Patrick at left guard. Patrick played guard before. He's played center before. He rotated with Tevin Jenkins at right guard last season through the first four games of the year. Certainly he has experience there. And and that's where I maybe get a little bit caught up in, in questioning the decision-making process here is that, yes, I mean, Lucas Patrick has been practicing as your backup center, so you're not necessarily moving him to a new position, but like you feel like Lucas Patrick has some familiarity at left guard, so why take Cody Whitehair out of center to then move Lucas Patrick in the lineup at center when you could just put Lucas Patrick in the lineup at left guard? Like, is do you feel like Patrick at left guard, or excuse me, do you feel like Whitehair at left guard and Patrick at center is a better combination for you than Patrick at left guard and Whitehair at center? Because then the problem for me is that when you bring Tevin Jenkins back in whenever he's healthy again, you're then moving Cody Whitehair back to center and you're having Cody Whitehair have to learn, not learn another new position, but change his position and readjust on the fly once again during the regular season. Whereas if you left Cody Whitehair at center and just plugged Lucas Patrick in at left guard, then when Tevin Jenkins comes back, he just fills in a left guard and Cody Whitehair then stays at center. So you're only changing one guy at one position. But when you're putting now Whitehair to left guard and Patrick into center, that's a different quarterback center exchange between Fields and Patrick that they have to get used to. Then they'll have to readjust to Whitehair at center and then Whitehair will have to readjust to playing center. And not that Whitehair can't play left guard and can't play center, but why have more moving parts through this process than, than necessary. You have to have moving parts because you have an injury. The injury is forcing you to move some player into the left guard position. So why move Whitehair let over and then back to center when you could just plug Lucas Patrick in there or you could plug Tyree Carter in there? Like, I, I totally get you want to have your five best offensive linemen and you feel like, you know, Whitehair and Patrick are, c- can contribute to that. But like, why put Patrick back at center? Who knows? Maybe they're just, so for now, evaluating those two guys and kind of seeing, okay, how does Patrick look at center versus left guard? How does Whitehair look at center versus left guard and kind of figure out and try him at both spots for the first few practices to see which combination you like better. But I, I don't like the idea of moving more guys around. I like the idea of moving less guy, fewer guys around there. Perhaps we'll get some more concrete answers from Matt Eberflus here on Tuesday after practice or some sort of answers from somebody about what the plan is for this offensive line combination in trying to replace Lucas Patrick. But I can't help but also wonder if you might as well use some of the salary cap space that you have still left, even after the unique Ngakwe signing. The Bears still have plenty of cap space among the league leaders in salary cap space. And that to go out and add more offensive line depth, it doesn't even have to be necessarily a bona fide plug-and-play surefire starter, but why not add even more competition at that group when Maybe you're not super, at least I'm not super confident in white hair. Maybe they're more confident in, excuse me, in Leatherwood than I am, but I'm not super confident in Leatherwood. I Carter, I, I'm intrigued by, but you'd like somebody a little bit more proven right away, protecting Justin Fields in a critical spot. And there are good free agent options out there and available, even if they end up just being a backup this season, still might be a better backup option than either Leatherwood or Carter, who could also both be potential practice squad players. You know, there's different options here. And I think, 
it's worth kicking the tires on at least a few different free agent options that could be upgrades for the Chicago Bears. We'll go through those guys next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors, and they've teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy football peaks picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire during the year, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your fantasy football roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny's picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you're looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory, then why don't you use a luxury pick on Chicago Bears wide receiver DJ Moore. It certainly didn't take long for the former Panther to go from 0-60 to 60 after his big trade, cruising to an easy role as Justin Fields' new go-to guy. Moore was fine in Carolina, but he could perform even better than ever while dominating targets from a young quarterback in Chicago in an offense with some real potential to be explosive. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same thing is true for your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your, for your vehicle are available right at your fingertips, so you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly all year round. Talking air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, aftershocks, struts, you name it. They've got it at eBay Motors, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part your vehicle needs the first time you look for it. So go forth, switch gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for their green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If the Chicago Bears want to go outside of the current roster for a new left guard, or at the very least, improved offensive line depth, they've got some decent options here. The headliner across the board, I think you're going to see all over social media or all over anybody talking about free agents for the Bears. Of course, it's always going to be Dalton Risner, the Denver Broncos guard who kind of surprisingly remains unsigned up to this point. He's 28. You just turned 28 years old. Been a, a four-year starter for them. Only missed a couple of games with the last four seasons here. Like 62 games total played in the last four seasons. Kind of the normal. I'm sure everybody misses a game here or there. And not that he's been like a super, you know, Pro Bowl caliber guy for his entire career or by any means. I mean, there's a reason he is still available, right? He's not like a bona fide stud who's going to dominate and be this, you know, absolute steal. But like he's relatively young, relatively consistent, you know, pretty darn good in pass protection. Maybe not as not as physical and dominant in the in the ground game, but certainly can hold up his own, you know, in terms of moving backwards versus moving forwards in that regard. Smart player for the most part, like checks all the boxes as a guy that if you had a vacancy at guard and you needed a free agent fill-in, go get him. Like, sure, maybe finances are part of this process, but they were for Unique and Gakwe too. And eventually, you find a way to do a one-year deal with a lot of money throw their way. You're not hurting yourself long-term financially, and it can be a great fill-in starter right there at left guard. And boom, you're all set. I can see where if you're Risner, maybe you're, wait you're waiting for an opportunity to go to a place where you could start for 17 games 
instead of three? Because, you know, okay, you sign Risner, he starts for three games, and then Tevin Jenkins comes back. Then Risner's back on the bench. And does he want to spend all season on the bench? I think he wants to play, put tape out there, and try and get another big contract next offseason. So maybe the Tevin Jenkins injury isn't big enough or the big enough opportunity for him to feel like he can really lock down and hold down a starting job to earn that next big contract, you know, sometimes next off season. But if not Risner, some other options for the Bears, not as sexy, not as exciting, but not as clearly bona fide. You know, you got you kind of got to find this middle ground. If, if a player wants to go somewhere to start, the Bears are not a full-time starting gig. Like somebody mentioned Jason Peters, former Chicago Bear, retired 41, 42 years old now, played good tackle and guard. You know, he, he's recently reported that he wants to play again this season. I don't think he wants to come to the Bears again to play three games, right? He wants to play to play, I would assume, and so maybe not quite the right fit there. But how about former Chicago Bear Michael Schofield? He started last season when Tevin Jenkins was injured. He was part of this offense. He knows the system. He's a veteran. He certainly wasn't a guy that we were thrilled with or super excited about, but he started games. He's not only for the Bears, but he started games throughout the league. Like he has, he wasn't awful. He was not good. But he wasn't awful. He wasn't terrible. I think he would be better than Alex Leatherwood is right now and maybe better than Jatiri Carter. Carter's a wild card at this point. We can't we can't say that for sure. But certainly Schofield has that right combination of knowing the system. So it would be an easy pickup, you know, easy to pick back up in that regard. He's not going to be expensive, not going to be expecting to be a 17-game you know, starter by any means. But you still feel like... He could be a valuable piece of depth who can play either guard spot. Has, kicked, has played some tackle before in his NFL career, too, so there's some versatility there. It just seems like that one feels like a little more of a no-brainer unless the Bears just really weren't satisfied with, with what they saw from Schofield last season and just don't, don't want to even run that back. A couple other veteran names that could be thrown around out there that I, I'm not expecting the Bears to go after either of these guys, but, you know, they're again, we're talking about guys with starting experience, a lot of snaps under their belts who are not – so good that they're waiting for a better opportunity, but not so terrible that they're not worth signing. Like they could still be upgrades. Uh, Andrew Norwell, most recently of the Washington Commanders, he was a, started most of the season last year for them at left guard. Uh, a little bit underwhelming for them, and again, there's a reason he's still a free agent at this stage of the process. But started for a while for the Jaguars before that, and had some great seasons. A early career with the uh, Carolina Panthers. I think he made a first team All Pro and maybe a Pro Bowl. He's been kind of hovering around that early in his career and now a little bit on the older side. I think he's, what, 32, 31, about to be 32 during this season. So you know what you're getting there, right? Like veteran guy who's been around the block a little bit, maybe not as good as he used to be, but still has a little something left in the tank. Similar guy, Justin Pugh from the Arizona Cardinals. Spent the last five or six years there playing left and right tackle. Originally a first-round pick by the Giants back in 2013 out of Syracuse. Kind of a bust for them. They played tackle, then tried guard. Never really quite lived up to his draft billing, but has found a way to sort of settle into a longer career as a guard with some versatility. He's never been great. Like, it felt like the Cardinals always wanted to upgrade from Pew, but never could. I actually don't even know if that's exactly how you pronounce his last name. That's just P-U-G-H. That's how I've always thought it pronounced. He's been in the league for a while now, uh, but I've never heard like an official pronunciation there. He too, though, has struggled with some injuries over his career. So... You know, you'd hate to sign him and have him get hurt, but if you only need him for the first three games for now, like between he and Tevin Jenkins, can you get a full 17 games out of those guys over the course of a year? I, I think possibly, but I don't know. At that point, would you rather just go with a Jatiri Carter for three games and live with the ups and downs, knowing that he's growing and developing and learning and getting really valuable experience as a part of that process? Maybe. I, I still feel like Schofield as a veteran backup 
makes some real sense here. If Risner would come, I would absolutely give him the money and plug and play him at left guard and feel like he could even be, like in Gakwe, a one-year try it out. And then if you really like him, sign him to a long-term extension after that. You know, it's a it's a tryout and then see what you can see from there. But I have a feeling the Bears are going to stick with the Lucas Patrick-Cody Whitehair combination and or Leatherwood and or Carter. Stick with the guys they have in the building and go from there. We'll see what Matt Eberflus says. Whatever we get that's meaningful or valuable, we'll break it down for you here on the podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. If you want even more Chicago Bears analysis beyond just the podcast, join the Locked on Bears subtext group. It gives you another layer of in-depth access to Bears content that's exclusive for subtext group members. It also gives you a text line directly to me that I can respond to you directly. We can interact. You can ask questions for the show. We'll do some subtext group member Q&As at some point. And of course, all 22 film breakdown videos directly to you only for subtext group members. It's $4.99 a month. And the way to join is the website, joinsubtext.com slash locked on bears. We've got a Tyson Bajent breakdown coming in there from the preseason game and his big emergence. We're going to break down his throws, you know, the routes, the coverage, and the all 22, all that good stuff for the Locked On Bears subtext group only. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Bears. Coming back tomorrow as we keep tabs on any and all updates on this offensive line and injuries or signings, you name it. We got it covered for you here in the Locked On Bears podcast. And of course, you have to come back for your next opportunity to bear down. <laughs>